on the air. Got it. <laughs> cool. So welcome, design community, to the very first episode of Design Monkey. <laughs> design Monkey is brought to you by AW Design Studio. Are you tired of endlessly searching for the perfect graphic designer? Fed up with online design auction sites and budget designers that just don't cut it? It's time to stop the madness. AW Design Studio is here to bring your creative visions to life. With over 50 years of experience and cutting edge talent, we're experts at what we do. Whether you're a trade association, government contractor, or government agency, we're committed to helping you raise the bar on your visual communication. At AW, we know that building strong relationships is the key to success. That's why we start every project with a conversation. We listen, ask questions, and act on what you need to develop a strategy that speaks to every aspect of your organization. Our talented team is always positive, always courteous, and ready to tackle any challenge. From editorial design to brand identity, our clients know they can rely on us to deliver quality results. So why wait? Check out our website at alanwayne.com or contact us at hello at alanwayne.com to learn more about our tradition of upmarket creativity with small town customer care. We thank AW for their sponsorship. Now back to the show. My name's Robert and I'm a graphic designer. And I'm Annalise and I'm a graphic designer. This is our oh. first ever podcast, so we might be a little weird about yeah. this. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Oh. I'm happy to talk. Me I'm too. I'm excited. To, to share, you know, yes. what it's like to be a designer in 2023. God, <laughs> what it's like <laughs> to be a designer today. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good lot. Good times, good times, yeah. mm, bad times. Well, you know, before, yeah. we, before we really <laughs> dig into batting the ball back and forth, we probably should explain this beast that we've created or attempting to create. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so listen, designers out there, I'm not trying to teach you anything. Annalise isn't trying to teach you anything. And correct me if I'm wrong, we're certainly not here to sell you anything. So right. you're not going to learn how to run your business better. I don't care about your Pantone swatch of the year. <laughs> I don't Sorry. care what, <laughs> what fonts are best for UI and UX. Could give a no. damn. <laughs> Find that somewhere else. <laughs> right. This isn't it. Yeah. This podcast is for the mental health aspects of graphic design. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk a lot about the duality of what we do, the negative aspects of it, almost the shadow self of graphic design. It's this constant push pull on reward and anxiety and stress and giving of your time endlessly seems like or huge chunks of hours mm -hmm. you know we go in and and you tell me how you feel about this but you go into this thinking oh this is going to be a fun career I'm, you know i'm going to get i'm going to make a, an amazing living creating art for so many wonderful people mm -hmm. that love me and respect me as an artist mm, yeah right that yeah. sound. I get to be creative every day. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm a maker. I live a creative life. Yeah. Which is true. True. However. But then <laughs> there's deadlines. Yeah. And there's money. Mm -hmm. And there's critique. Mm -hmm. And there's changes. Mm -hmm. And there's scope of work. Mm -hmm. And there's, and there's your... creep, scope creep. Oh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. There's doom. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. enter at your peril. <laughs> yeah. There, there can be, uh, there can be some dark moments for sure. Yeah. And those dark moments are what we want to talk about. Like I said a moment ago, drag that out of the shadows. Let's right. address that negative connotation that all of us designers know about graphic design. But 
our clients don't know about it. And we're not here to talk to them. We're here to talk to each other. It's, it's a, I think it's really about trying to improve our lifestyle rather than mm-hmm. hide it, you know, or bury it down. And that's definitely me burying it down, pushing yeah. it down. Yeah. Trying to just keep it pushing, even though I'm fried. You yeah. Know? And it's and hard to be creative when you're fried. I think it's next to impossible. Yeah. So a little more about who's this for, uh, I really like to say it's for the working designers like us. And we'll, we're mm-hmm. about to explain a little bit more about who we are as designers and where we work and who we work for a little bit, just to give you guys some context. But that's, I'm looking for dragon slayers. That's who, the, mm-hmm. that's who I think our audience is. You know, those hard work and punch in, punch out, you know, day in, day out, weekends, holidays, just grindstone graphic designers. And yep. Something I told you, Annalise, in sort of our pre-show, pre-show, pre-show meetings is, you know, if you're one of those like social media designers that are just mm-hmm. all puppies and rainbows. And I, and I think in my notes, I said like Disney songs are just flying yeah. out of your ears. <laughs> if you're a living your best life designer, you're going to hate this podcast. It's not for mm. you and move on. Yeah. Nothing wrong with being that kind of designer, but I just... No. Uh... This is more for people that are doing, you know, all sorts of kinds of design and dealing with deadlines and clients and sort of the dark, the darker, the darker stuff. So, you know, it's for seasoned design pros, those just starting out, everyone in between. And these topics and feelings can apply to a multitude, multitude of fields. We just speak from our own experience as designers. But, you know, if you're a marketer, if you're any other kind of creative person who's trying to be you know, be creative every day while you're burned out. Maybe you can get a little something from this too. So. And I think you just hit on something that's really important to recognize both ourselves and anyone Mm -hmm. listening to this, you know, that's in the graphic design fields or the adjacent creative fields, there's strata to this. And Mm -hmm. I think we all know that, like Mm -hmm. you said, UI UX a second ago, there's web designers, there's logo designers, there's editorial designers, there's packaging, like Mm -hmm. all of us. And Mm -hmm. then there are designers like us who are like practically all of the above. I was going to say, what, <laughs> what are we? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> crazy people? No. A little bit crazy uh, people. A little bit crazy. I think you have to be. The only type of design I think I haven't done is motion. And never say never. Well, God. Hey, God, never I, say I, never. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I have no interest in that. <laughs> it's hard. It takes like a different kind of brain thinking than what we usually do. You're so. going to get me off track, but have you, I know, done, I'm sorry. Have okay. you done motion work? I, I have I a little bit. Have, oh, right on. Yeah. I've done everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I know a guy that does that. And I just give it to him. <laughs> no. And that's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. There's literally nothing wrong with being like, my time is worth this much. And if you can do it faster and better than I could do it in this amount of time, take it. Exactly. Oh, I feel before- the same way about stock photography. It's like, I could take that picture, but the amount of time and effort and resources that that would take away from paying work, I'm going to buy that photo. 100%. No, I'm going to call yeah. my buddy Josh and say, Josh, we got a photo shoot on Tuesday. Right. Yeah. Like no, I could no. take it, but it's like, and we'll get into more of that later about- Well, you know, you know what? Let's just dive into that. Let's just, let's tell <laughs> people who we are because- I was going to say, we should introduce ourselves. Well- Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> hello. Hello, everybody. Robert oh, Robert is an agency designer. So yes. I'm not freelance. I'm in-house mm-hmm. at a small agency in the Southeast of the United States. Mm-hmm. Annalise is my coworker, but she's a freelancer. Mm-hmm. And you're in the Northeast of the United yes. States. 
And yes. I think there might be, and, I, and a reason I'm pointing out region is I know there are some regional patterns to graphic design. So yeah. that that's important too. Yeah. So I've done, I do packaging, I do logos, I do brand engagements, I do brand strategy. I do a ton of editorial design. And if the youngins out there don't know what editorial design is, that's reports, magazines, newsletters, you know, books. If it's words on paper that needs to look really good, that's what I call editorial design. Yep. Multi-page um, in design. Yes. And I do a lot of conference work and mm -hmm. trade association work. So branding those, but in the identity sense, because there's no emotional branding per se to conference work. It's sort of buzzwords that are established, but then it's just, you know, meant to be attractive to a particular mm -hmm. audience. They don't dive into brand strategy the way that I mean it, you know, towards working on, you know, the identity for a, an organization or what have you, right. know, a business. And then, you know, obviously just supporting those in collateral materials too. I do their annual reports. I do their HR documents. I do their marketing pieces in collaboration with their in-house marketing teams. And I've been doing this madness <laughs> since 1998 tell them your design synopsis so i'm like a, a little bit younger not like that much younger but uh so i've been designing <laughs> i've been designing for over 14 years almost 15 years which is bonkers i began my career designing alumni magazines then moved to branding web design and development i led a team producing infographics and ebooks I worked in packaging in the food and bev space. I worked in a house at a commercial printer. And the printing. whole time I was freelancing. Printing. I know that's printing. like one of the things that initially really connected us because we can geek out about printing. Yeah, yeah. But I've always freelanced. I freelanced since day one because it just seemed like a no-brainer. And I haven't really done it full-time successfully until, you know, knock on wood, <laughs> until this go around, which... We will talk about more in a later episode, but oh yeah, now I freelance full time, which allows me to leverage all my skills and be able to, you know, keep things fresh and new and not just always doing the same thing every day, which is nice. Um, and it gives me the flexibility to spend time with my family, which is a huge priority for me and something that I had to do a lot of like soul searching to realize about myself. So I'm jealous. Yeah. That part I'm jealous yeah. of. Yeah. But I, I mean, it took quitting a full time job that had benefits and like a, a pretty good paycheck to to jump off this cliff. So. <laughs> it was um we'll, we'll we're gonna dig oh, into we'll that, but it, that later yes, but yes, but it's scary it scares that the is who i am that's, the idea that's, of that is terrifying yeah to me. so that's where i'm speaking from so i've been in-house you know at design agencies and in-house at this you know at various places so yeah and i've been freelancing so i have a pretty good <laughs> yeah you're well rounded. yeah i yeah, yeah well i mean I'm, that's that's kind thank you <laughs> but i can well, do i can do it all which is, and that's um, but it's important. That's why I keep trying to interrupt you and hit that because yeah. it's good for maybe some other designers. And I, I think we're leaning a little on the young ones right now, but I don't, mm -hmm. I, I don't, I, whatever. That's fine. You knowing mm -hmm. print design, this design, that design, maybe the way to nutshell it is the big three Adobe programs, you know them all inside and out. Right. As does everybody that works in our agency. Mm -hmm. I am finding that as the creative director of this agency who hires people and mm -hmm. unfortunately fires people, mm -hmm. that that skill set is becoming more and more rare. Absolutely. And that's something we'll talk about in another episode. Yes, too. We've we are going to. so <laughs> much to come. We're so excited. We have like so much to talk I'm about. So I hope you guys are like, <laughs> talk I hope about you guys are now. like here for the ride because it's going to be a good one, I think. So. I'm already having fun. So 
perfect. (laughs) So the meat and potatoes of this episode, sort of setting the table, we wanted to talk about burnout. Mm -hmm. And I have a burnout story that, you know, is pretty epic for me. And it hit me really hard. I've been doing this a long time. And I should say like, yeah, have I touched burnout before? Sure. Have I gotten bent out of shape before? Absolutely. Have I, you know, had epic meltdowns in the studio that all of my designers, you know, this conversation all of a sudden they're listening to? Yeah, that's happened. (laughs) But this one was a little different. This was like an epic breakdown. And Annalise, you know some of this, but I'm going to go over it. So about the mid to end of January of this year, we were on a run where we had sort of this perfect storm of these reports. And I'm listen, guys, I know you'd be curious to know who the clients are, you know, mm-hmm. what the projects are, but all us agency folks out there know I've got NDAs coming out of my ears. I mean, yep. so I can't and I won't. And and I certainly don't want to alienate my clients or this particular client. And to be clear about that, nothing I'm about to say about this is my client's fault. You could say that it's their client's fault. but it's not my client's fault and and again i'm not going to name them but they're all to truly are they're awesome people we love working for them we really do it's a great project we've done it several years in a row now it's just this one got caught up in a log jam yeah so i was caught up in a way where i had to work 10 12 hours you know every day including the weekends meaning Saturday and Sunday, because a lot of times we say that and we just meet a few hours on Saturday. Mm -hmm. No, we're talking a full on work day the entire weekend. Brutal. Three weeks straight. No breaks. That would crack anybody, honestly. I would think. (laughs) Yeah, that would. I mean, that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was in. And, you know, it's not just the time, like the time is important to just give you a reference of how long it took to get, you know, into and out of this problem, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But the intensity was not just one project. We had another project that was similar to it. And then I had marketing documents for a different client that I was working on. And I had association work that I was working. Like we had Mm -hmm. all these projects jammed up in very similar due dates. And I think part of the contributing factor to it was, you know, we tend, we try to plan design windows for our projects. Like, oh, this person, we're going to work on their stuff these days over this, you know, week. And then that will be in review. And then we're on to the next one while they're doing their review. This just didn't happen that way. Yeah. Because of the, what I was alluding to is their client delayed by about a month. So Mm -hmm. now their project And the one that was similar to it happened in the design window of all these other projects where these big guys should have been done. Right. Like their window passed and then they're in somebody else's window. Right. Yeah. So I'm on this crazy run. I've got all these projects happen at the same time. I am canceling personal stuff. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, just to give a little more detail to the listener, I'm a hobbyist, enthusiast musician. (laughs) and i had to you're better than that but okay (laughs) Uh, i had to cancel a couple of i'm gonna call them gigs but that's yeah that really bent me out of shape of course but the the crack happened when the the straw over the camel's back was Mm -hmm. so i'd done all this work 
I had done this massive set of infographics for this document. There were 57 of them. Oh my God. And thought they were all approved. You know, I have to do the body of this report. Like I have to do the manuscript part of it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the front manual, the executive summary, you know, da, 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 right? But I did the infographics first. I'm thinking that's a big chunk of time. Like that's totally right. You know, Annalise, you know, the getting those done. That's like, I mean, that's, that's like half the project. And just, just formatting, yeah, just formatting the text is like, you know, you could be a little less, you have to be really thinking when you're doing something like infographics, like you have to be, you know, is this clear? Does this make sense? But like, yes, yeah, right. And there, and the, uh, there was some editing work to do on some mm-hmm. provided graphics. So I had to redo some stuff. It, 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 point is, you know, I send those off in isolation from the rest of the document to be approved first, knowing that was going to like set us up for success or failure Sure. for this now accelerated deadline. Well, when it came back with edits mm-hmm. that I wasn't expecting, cause I thought they were approved. Like my, the initial feedback within 24 hours was like, these are fantastic. Then it goes to proofreading. <laughs> and I, and I'm not saying I spelled anything wrong. I'm just saying all of a sudden now there's these edits. <sighs> and they're text edits that should have been caught. Oh, every bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If I had a correct manuscript in the, in the get go, we wouldn't even be talking about this. We might've been talking about this crazy run, but we wouldn't be talking. So my production manager contacts me and is like, did you see that email? What email? And I look at it and I'm like, I'm immediately like, I got to call you back because my, I'm, I'm, I'm already starting to freak out. Oh, I hate those moments. You know, like the panic is like the anxiety. The sweating, the sweating, (laughs) the sweat. I couldn't handle after that much work and the work that I was doing around it at the same time, I couldn't handle, you know, then this sort of 11th hour timeframe, if that makes sense, that they were going to have edits like that to this. Cause, and if I'm not saying this properly for the audience, like I'm not talking about like, I sent those out for proof and I got edits the next day. I'm talking about, I went on that crazy run, sent it out. They said, beautiful. And then like a week and a half later or whatever it was, something like that, that these edits come in. And, I, you know, we're at the point where we're thinking we're wrapping it. You know, we're in the editorial part of it. We're thinking we're heading this towards the finish line. We're wrapping this puppy up. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to hit that part of it. The part that takes forever. Yep. I cracked full on epic meltdown. Mm. And what I, something I did wrong. What did you do? What did that look like? I mean, thanks, you're not, thanks. No, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Thanks just, for just as, as you're comfortable, Ugh. but like, this is a moment. This is like, yeah, it's ugly. It's happened to me. It's ha- like, yeah. It's embarrassing. I, I said I had to call you back, but I, I called back a little too quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I needed to sit with that a little longer and like sure, breathe. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So I, I call the production manager back and I'm just ranting. Yeah. Emoting. Oh yeah. It's yeah. I'm I'm just I'm just oozing yeah. pain and suffering. Yeah. You know, it's hard I'm, not to. I mean, yeah. And and, and just to be clear, not at her. And right. Hopefully this is about to make sense to her. Like it's not her fault. I'm not calling her names. I'm not like Right. Oh no, no. You know, I, no, it was like I can't believe this has happened. I don't, you know, why did I work all that time like I gave up three full weeks of my life to this one part of the project. It was it was definitely, you know, a little more dramatic than it needed to be. It was more yeah, dramatic than the reality. You needed you needed to release that. So 
and I, like I, you know, I could keep kind of babbling around as the perfect storm of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in conjunction with all the, it's the, pre, you know, pressure. Right. Cause then you've the, got the other projects that are still marching ahead. And so it's like, however long you spend on this little project, you still have all those other ones that are like beating down your door. Nailed it. Because that's so, a, yeah. going back to that project mm-hmm. would then put me back in another cycle right. of working that hard to make those changes. Cause now I've got to put all this other stuff on hold, go back in time, jump mm-hmm. in the DeLorean. Yeah, let's do back it. To 1950, whatever it was in that. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, and ugh, I couldn't deal. Yeah. Couldn't mm-hmm. deal. I couldn't yep. deal. I just really don't know how else to say it. I could not handle it. And I, my brain just went, you are, you are now broken. Yep. So what did I do with it with the client? Right. You know, how did you handle that? So after the meltdown, <sighs> man, oh man. after the yelling and the tears and, yeah. and, and, and I don't know if my production manager would be comfortable with this. I think she would be, but she's a designer too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she, uh, I mean, you know, you were talking to her about all this and I'm sure she was like, yep. I get it. I've been, you know, totally sure understood. Would, yeah. Cause I mean, but, she kind of, if anybody gets it, she does, you know, but also part of it, mm-hmm. she was on a run like that too. Cause when oh. I kept saying there were two projects like this, she's doing she the other one. one. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> so I think she kind of, she went with me a little bit mm-hmm. on the breakdown because I, one, because I'm flipping out. Mm-hmm. And I think at least in part, you know, maybe not a full two, but like in part, she was feeling the same thing. Yeah. So, well, we so it's good for you each to have a little bit. I mean, good and bad, I guess, because then <laughs> maybe a little, like, a little unprofessional. You're probably like egging each other on a little bit, but yeah, yeah. But it's like so valuable to have a way to, I don't know, speak that. Does that oh, make yeah. sense? Like it's no, no, because I, I think, and we're going to talk about ways to deal with this, but I yeah. think if I hadn't. You know, it's like a top chef and it's the pork belly is in the pressure cooker. And mm-hmm. if they don't release that valve, it's going to blow, right? Mm-hmm. Chunks everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chunks kind of went everywhere, but yeah, it was, yeah, <laughs> a it little happens. Bit. It but happens. The, but the valve did, you know, it did help release the valve Good. and where it helped to have that. And it was a short conversation because mm-hmm. it, it was energetic. I was going to say, I'm sure it was not. Yeah. 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 Mm, yeah. You got it out. <laughs> Definitely let it out. Uh-huh. Rob, Robert is a passionate designer at, That's at okay. times. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. It caught me calm down enough. And then I took a little bit more time, like in 20 minutes or something, because mm-hmm. I have to call this client. Right. Because I have to suss out what is actionable here. Mm-hmm. So I was able to have that conversation. And what I learned in that conversation that did kind of, it, it did hurt me, kind of made me feel a little more embarrassed about that blow up is I learned that I could ignore some of that. Mm. And maybe there's a lesson right there. I let my emotions get a hold of me first before I let my mind, you know, mm-hmm. my logic mm-hmm. take control. I let my heart take control. Yep. My broken heart, <laughs> if you will, from all that, you know, from exhaustion, it was, you know, I'm fatigued, yeah. right? No, that's absolutely. I mean, you know, you talk about the lizard brain and the monkey brain, you know, you slipped out of your, you know, design monkey, you know, you slipped out of your, your thinking creative monkey brain into your lizard brain because you were exhausted. Your needs, your physical needs weren't being met. 
yeah. your need for rest, your need for rest. Yeah, no <laughs> rest, no help. Right. Yeah. And you probably weren't eating properly. You probably weren't exercising. Oh, I mean, junk Like food. the story of the story of our lives in general, but that's what it was. We and might you know, do a then, whole episode just on that. I think we should. I think we will. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's when you, it's so hard to hop back into that lizard brain once I mean, into the monkey brain, once the lizard brain takes right. over, because it's so emotional. It's not logical. It's not rational. Yeah. I hear you. And as a matter of fact, you know, and you, and you giving that illustration there, Mm-hmm. It's why we called the podcast Design Monkey, mm-hmm. and it's not designed like the monkey is. Monkey is the designer, but the monkey mm-hmm. is being told, "Get to work." Yeah, Design Monkey. Exactly. You have to monkey <laughs> pause. Excla- you know, yeah. energy and exclamation. Monkey, design like, comma monkey exclamation. Right. <laughs> it's why our illustration the and I, I'm pretty sure I want to call him Pika, him her yeah. they doesn't matter. All family members are welcome, but I want to, I think I want to call him Pika. And then there's two reasons for that. And I don't know if I want to explain it because if a designer <laughs> doesn't know what a Pika is, we have a problem. And if you don't know what Pika is as a disorder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. And in part of that illustration, that is our cover. You mm-hmm. might notice that there's a bigger kind of ghosted monkey yelling that title in that ransom note mm-hmm. style. That beast is not the client. Mm-hmm. That beast is this industry, the, it, this world of graphic design that we live in, that yep. that pressure, that what have you done for me lately kind of disposition to graphic design because we're, you know, we got to keep it pushing. And, you yep. know, and, you, and you're hearing that in my story. Like I had all these other, pro- like it doesn't stop, you know. Right, like you couldn't take the time you needed in that moment for healing because no, no, the freight no. train was coming. You know, and you were tied to the tracks and here we go. You know, like you you can't, you can't take the five minutes you need. No. Now I will say to, to my employer's credit, mm-hmm. my boss, the absolutely, owner, the owner of the company obviously knew about this, obviously knew about how much work I was putting in, had nothing but concern or empathy for me, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, had both and did tell me that you, I had to take some time off. Yeah. But here's what my psychotic disposition did. I didn't take that time for another three or four weeks. <laughs> oh, you maniac. I think it was three. I probably would have. But but I got to finish everything first. I can't, I can't rest right now. I've got to finish everything. Yeah, same. No, I can't just like, oh, I'm stressed out. I can't out. just drop gonna... this stuff. No, no. There's the world will end, you and, know. And, and I only took a day. Of course. And I almost canceled it. Right. Because those Cause deadlines are still deadline. there. And who else is going to do it? And what's going to happen? And Here, here. Yeah. Yeah, been there, felt that. Well, you know, that <laughs> makes me wonder. And I didn't ask you this, you yeah. know, previous, you know, in the pre-show, 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 right. pre-show, pre-show, pre-show. Have you, have you, you know, because our careers are somewhat similar, mm-hmm. we obviously mm-hmm. work for the same agency, mm-hmm. you know, our clients are similar. Have you gotten close oh, to yeah. anything like that? And you look, you, t- you can say no, as much or as little as you like, but I mean, have you, I have, have- a pretty, oh, so my first, like after college, my first like really intense design job was like making no money, crazy who, hours. Who makes money? Crazy amount of work. Out. Yeah. Well, I mean, true facts. We're not making so money much- now. <laughs> yeah, we just do this for fun. It's a charity. <laughs> yeah. I think that was a commentary on how nobody wants to pay us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, people die of exposure. 
Yes, they do. <laughs> anyway, so the, moving on. Sorry, tell your story. My like baby designer self was not prepared for the amount of pressure that this job placed upon me. And oh, sure, it was sure. it was one of those kind of meat grinder kind of places. Yeah. Which unfortunately are everywhere. And it's like really hard to avoid them unless you sort of have been in one and then you have the eyeballs uh, while you're looking at like the job description. Yep. But unfortunately, you kind of have to experience it before you can. So I, I hope nobody out there ends up in one of these jobs, but you may. And oh. I apologize. But been anyway. there. Yeah. Not, um, not my current. Not my current. Yeah. To be fair to them. They're cool. Yeah. But my first one was like that too. Please continue. Right. I mean, I wonder if that's like a first, I don't know. But yeah, I, it was a really, really difficult job. And I thank my partner for being there for me, who, you know, he was listening to all of my venting coming home. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and I felt terrible about that, but it's like I had to express it somehow. And then one day I literally came home from work and I just like laid down on the kitchen floor. Oh, <laughs> like literally? Yeah, I lay down on the kitchen floor and I was like, I don't a think I can go back. A physical display of done. Yeah, I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. Like I had like a, a little bit of a break from reality. <laughs> okay, can I tell you a detail that Honestly, I- Honestly. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to tell you a little detail in that. Uh -huh. My wife was home, you know, because I work from home people, at least most of the time, like 99.99% of the time. But she happened to be home that morning. Oh boy. Not one of not the first thing I did, but one of the first things I did is I came trotting down our stairs and we have one of those like cutouts, you know, mm. on the stairway where you can like stick your head through and you're like above everybody. I was going to say, do you like dive through it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like a Muppet, <laughs> like this angry Muppet. Oh, my. and I'm like, I can't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my wife heard all of that. Oh, <laughs> and multiple times. Our poor spouses, I tell you. <laughs> well, you know, bless her. She, she, she did try to chill me out. You know, of course she did. Um, That's what they're there for. That's but, why we're we're lucky to have them. I might have gone back to that well too many times that day because mm -hmm. my anxiety was so high. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I did that. So I didn't flop on the floor, but I did stick my head through the through the <sighs> stair window and and do my little animal routine. Yeah, I I flopped on the floor. I think it was, I want to say it must have been a Friday because then I, what I did was, so I was living in the city at the time and mm. I went home, like home, home, like, like to my mom's house, like, like driving like over yeah. the river and through the woods. Yeah. I was like, I need to get out of the city. I need to get out of this headspace. I need to get out of this, like. I just need to like not be here for a minute. And I think I, you know, because here's the nature of what we do. I think I worked from home. Sure. I didn't actually take any time off because oh. you can't. No, you so, can't. but just being out of the office did a lot for me. Sure. And that I think is probably a big reason why I love working from home and freelancing in general is just, I just, I don't know. I got, I think I burned out on the office. Yeah, that can happen. Yeah. I have been there. I have done that. <laughs> I have I had my mental break moment. That's probably one of a few, but that's like the one that comes to mind. That's uh, most um, visual. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you were talking, you, you know, you said you went home, like you went, because, yeah. you know, listen, guys, one of the things we want to talk about is, you know, when these kind of things happen, how do you find your way back? Right. You know, because obviously, you know, we keep saying it like there's no time for this. There's no time for this. We have to get back to work. Mm -hmm. So we have to find our way back quickly. Right. You know, and I, I don't care if you had a burnout that lasted an hour 
or you had a burnout that lasted three years, mm-hmm. you got to find your way back. Mm-hmm. It's so, important to, you've got to find yourself again. You know, you can't live in burnout. So well, the alternative, the alternative is what a complete break to your mental health and probably the loss of your career to some yeah. extent or another, I would theorize. Mm-hmm. Cause if you can't be a successful creative, which it's very nature is that, you know, you're at peace and you're happy and you're mm-hmm. creative and you're in that, you know, you're in the creative flow and yeah. these types of mental states and their adjacent brethren, you know, and sisters and they family members, they do not feed the creative process at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have to find your way back. So if going home and mom yeah. help, <laughs> I went home. I went home. I get it. See, what I think I did wrong was I've been working at home so long that I think the opposite would have helped me Hmm. because I get it. I mean, it's it's just a a change of scenery, honestly. So like your change of scenery would be exactly going into the office and, you know, being with these supportive coworkers that you have, which is I mean, right, because the other the fact that your boss was that support. I mean, that is the mark of a good manager, honestly. Um, and I've had a lot of really bad managers. Oh, and so yeah. maybe that's an episode. Idea. <laughs> maybe that's another one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about. Take notes, people. Take notes. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So, you know, just the fact that your boss was like, yep, you know, take the time, rest. So, right there, that's a help, you know, because we haven't really said it, but let, well, maybe we'll start getting into some things that I have actually done. Yeah. That helped me get back from that. Cause again, I've said it, you know, probably a hundred times, but it really hurt me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, so you change the scenery. There's yep. a suggestion right there. I think, you know, it's all over the design world that, you know, you should take breaks and go take a walk, you mm-hmm. know, get some sunshine, look at something green, which just stay there like this all day. Yeah. Computer <laughs> like, trolls that we all your are chin on your computer. all hunchback, you know, <laughs> you know, and that's why <laughs> that's not that's, a natural position to be. In. <laughs> Usher is shot. We are such hunchbacks. It's terrible. Uh, it's oh. most of us are. Yeah. I don't think I've met a graphic designer that has proper posture. Oh, oh my goodness. It's, t- it's and, terrible. And, and if you do, good job and keep up whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. Um, Let us know uh that you're your uh your secret because <laughs> We don't, we don't know that secret. No, I, <laughs> we don't have that one. Or at the very least, I, I certainly had, didn't learn it early enough. Right. Damage has been done. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we, we definitely, you know, in this podcast in general, we want to make sure that we leave you with some positivity at the end of our episodes and some, some tips and tricks that have worked for us or that, we are still trying to, you know, we're imperfect people, just like a lot of us, you know, and so we're just speaking from our own experiences. And uh, well, it's the well, you know what, it's the back to that duality again. It's, you know, we suffer for this. Yeah. And the in there, and look, we were teasing, you know, there, I haven't had a conversation with another graphic designer where you don't get up to shenanigans, you know, and make Always. all these jokes about <laughs> how we're treated and how hard we work and, mm-hmm. you know, and what, you know, and money and time and money and time mm-hmm. and money and time. I swear to God, it's all we talk about. And, you know, and stress, I, you know, and in that is stress, obviously. Yeah. Hopefully you understand where I'm going with that. But hey, so go back to like solutions. Big one. I went back to therapy. Hey, this is editor Emma with your episode reminder to please go to therapy.
And that was really helpful because, mm-hmm. you know, my wife was like, she definitely did the go outside thing. And then yeah, even to this very day, she's like, did you go outside today? She's a wonderful person um, mm-hmm. checking on me. And my therapist gave me some tools where I think that certain level of designers, certain members of the various strata of the very, you know, design types know the concept of sprints. Mm-hmm. I don't think every designer knows about this. Well, especially I don't think- if you've worked adjacent to software, because it's a it's a software development kind of hundred um, percent kind of hundred percent practice. So, yeah. Do you want to tell the the lovely people how that works, or would you like me to? Uh, you, you want me to do? You want me I to do it? Really? Well, I haven't really applied it to design. I know about it, but but if well, you have successfully applied it to design, go for it. Well, I don't know about successfully because <laughs> oh, that's the problem. Got it. That is the problem. <laughs> So the concept is that you work for two hours straight mm-hmm. and then you take a break mm-hmm. and then you work for another two hours straight and then you take a break and then mm-hmm. you work for another two hours straight and you take a break. And how long's the break? Like 15? Uh, yeah. And you got to eat, you know, uh, hope. What? You got to oh. eat? No, no. I know. I know. You're going to take a bathroom break? Absolutely not. I don't think so. Annalise, how many days? <laughs> design days have you looked at the clock you've started at something like 7 to 9 a.m oh i, I know i know this question yeah i know you are <laughs> i know you're gonna ask this question I, every single designer i know that's a friend of mine or an acquaintance of mine we have this story oh, I, I bet you every designer oh. listening to us has oh. this story you look up at the clock it is now three o'clock in the afternoon you've not moved an inch mm-hmm. you have not hydrated mm-hmm. you have consumed no fuel Mm-hmm. You have not addressed any of your other bodily functions. You might still be in your j- pajamas. Like, we don't know. Possible. Maybe. That could happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, I got to do one quick thing. It's 3 p.m. You know what? Let's see. Let's see if anybody wants to admit to being a scrubby designer. You didn't brush your teeth or shower yet. <laughs> uh, for the audio oh only listeners, Annalise just raised Yes, I uh, it me. It me. Hit me, <laughs> but I freelance, so you know it's fine. <laughs> Anybody listening to this, we we want this to be a community of designers Absolutely. talking about these issues. You can tell we are not professional podcasters; we're graphic designers. We don't know what we're doing. Yay! <laughs> our, our gift is talking to other designers like this, like yeah. And we want to talk with you, and I mean that quite literally because one of the things I don't like about design podcasts other than the selling and teaching thing that I kind of hit on at the beginning Mm -hmm. of this is that there's no interaction. Mm -hmm. You have to join the pro group. You have to be a Patreon member. You have Mm -hmm. to whatever to get, if you connect with the hosts at all or what they're talking about, there's some barrier to that communication. And it's not what I want for this. I want to hear from the other designers that have been through this. So Instagram at Design Monkey Pod, YouTube at Design Monkey Pod, comments. If you're not comfortable with the comments, hit us on the DM on Insta. Tell us your story. We want, you know, really want to hear from you. And we want to do that every episode. I want to yeah. hear from you guys. I want to hear these stories. We have musings of doing um, a listener episode. Mm-hmm. where not only do we maybe read some of these comments with your permission, you know, if you're brave enough to... Can be anonymous, can be... Absolutely, you know. absolutely, 100%. Yeah. I might even want you on the episode. You know, if you tell a really compelling story that 
hits me emotionally, you know, kind of like the way that my story hit me emotionally. I think I'd like to have you on. I like to, you know, tell the people that, yeah. you know, we're not alone. You're not alone. You know, we've all been through this to one extent or another. Yeah. So I want to hear these stories. And we're going to have a lot of other topics, you know, along the mental health lines, it's not all just about burnout. So whatever inspires you that we talk about, jump into the conversation. We want you to be part of this conversation. Yeah, please, please, please. This is a community. And even just Robert and I have found a lot of peace in talking with each other as part of like this tiny little two-person community. I can't oh, even tell you what it's done for my mental health. Just talking I'll do to you. you. So same. <laughs> heart 100- same. Yeah. Heart. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> because I think design designers get it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so isolating. It can be so, so isolating. And the lead up to us hitting record and, and, doing whatever the hell this mess is. <laughs> I've kind of done like some soft survey. Yeah. And I have talked to marketing people that I know, mm-hmm. other designers that I know, other creatives. Yeah. Because they're not all graphic designers. I've talked to brand strategists, marketing communications people. Yep. I already know we are not alone. Yeah. I've heard, and I'm not going to tell that, you know, that's not my place to do so. I've heard some, my story was crazy to me, you know, just oh, yeah. oh, down I'm sure that it gets... no, I've heard, I heard a story from a brand strategist that was, oh my God, yeah. I didn't know that, 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 that could happen to human beings when we're yeah. that stressed out kind of thing. I might even have her on the show if she'll, she'll, if she yeah. go for it because it's epic. <laughs> it, trump, mm-hmm. it trump's mine. It, mm-hmm. ooh, wait a minute. I don't like that word. It beats my story. (laughs) Yeah. So, so tools. So how, how we keep burnout at bay. So yes, personally, you know, there are a lot of things I can't change about my work situation or the stresses that come with parenting while freelancing. Cause I'm also a a parent, a mom. Important detail. And that's a big reason why I chose to freelance was so I could be home with my, my kid. So things that have helped me avoid burnout Oh yeah. Hit it. I want to hear this. this in this year, in this moment in the history that we're living in, which is like, how do you not be a hundred percent burned out? At the world moment? is on fire. The world is on fire and it's a very exhausting place, but <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, so I'm finally taking my mental health seriously. Excellent. I literally can't even tell you like my entire life. I've just been like, Oh, I can push through that. That's fine. I don't need this. Oh, yeah. no, I'm so oh, fine. Yeah. I can do it. I, I can handle it. I can do it. No. Turns out I can't. (laughs) Turns out you can't just push yourself through mental illness. Anyway, so I'm finally taking my mental health seriously. I've realized the value of rest. Sure. It's not just, you know, you're wasting time. It's you are spending time resting, getting away from screens, which is really difficult because I, like everybody, am like addicted to my phone. Working on that, leaving the house, going outside, taking a walk. It's vital for me. Like when I'm cooped inside in the winter, I shrivel like a houseplant. It's, it's terrible. Yeah, Cause that's um, tough. That's almost yeah. impossible. And, and just the, the region that you're in. Yeah. Generally it's gloomy. speaking. Gloomy. Super, what for like half the year, right? For like, yes, too much of the year. I don't know why I live here. <laughs> <laughs> but then work wise, you know, how do you sort of keep this from happening versus like reacting to it, prioritizing jobs, you know, determining what's really an emergency and what can wait till tomorrow. Yeah. You know, setting expectations with clients ahead of time, such as, you know, I am only available until three today because I have a 
whatever. You don't even have to explain yourself, but you know, these are my working hours. And, you know, it's a lot easier for me as a freelancer to do that, but you could definitely do that as a full-timer too. Like, you know, yeah, but you have to protect. I've not really pulled that off. Right. But you got to protect, like, you got to protect your lunch hour. You got to book your lunch as a, an appointment every day. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up. How do you manage that? I, I, mean, I, I haven't had a meal in I don't. It's fine. 24 I don't. years and six months that hasn't been. Oh, you just haven't been eating? What are you, a robot? No, I eat in front of this machine. <laughs> no, I mean, same. I'm saying this is like. <laughs> are you are you attempting this is like to. like best practice. This is a good idea. Okay. I'm with. <laughs> I'm tormenting, but yeah. I, sorry. No, but. It is a good idea. Was, Absolutely. Okay. It's a good when idea. I, when I was working full time, it was a very big like, do not schedule a meeting at noon do not you know so it's like you had to like protect other people's noon just like they had to protect your noon it was like mm. don't go there sure unless you're having a lunch meeting that's you just have to make sure that you're feeding everybody and it's free food and that's fun too so those can be fun but yeah actually. yeah i mean those are, those oh, are fun. yeah yeah but yeah so basically just general availability and working hours like no i will not be working on this at 9 p.m for you no i will not be spending my weekend working on this for you you know your um emergency is not my emergency <sighs> Um, wait, 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 the week. Hold on. Go back to the weekend thing for a second. Because I I like peppering in the details. I had a client recently uh, straight up ask mm-hmm. me if I would work the weekend. I said no. I said yeah. no. But I, and, and the reason I point that out is just because I hadn't had anyone directly. Yeah, that's 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 an overreach, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Even my boss. I mean, like I could understand. I, I can understand as a freelancer being like, okay, I will work this weekend because it means X amount of billable hours for me. And then I can, you know, maybe not work as much on Monday or, you know, cause it's like, everything's kind of in flux. I mean, I sometimes don't really know what day it is in general, so it's fine. Is it? Cause so I, like, don't, I, might, I don't know I the might, freelance lights. Do you see a week as five business days or do you no, just see seven, days. seven days of opportunity? Seven days. Interesting. Yeah. And I've never like, done that. So I don't see it that way. Yeah. And obviously we'll cover more of this in the freelance. Oh episode, yeah. 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 Don't, don't let me get ahead. Of no, you. I, but you know, this, this applies, but it's, you know, if I know that I want to do something with my family on a weekday, I might choose to do work on a weekend when nothing's going on mm, or fair. vice versa. Yeah, so fair. it's like, it's, I'm prioritizing my own time and nobody's asking me to do it. But if somebody asked me to work the weekend, I'd be like, I don't think so. But if it's working for me to work late at night, which I do often, <laughs> or yes, um, yes, yes, on the weekend or whatever, like whatever works for me to get the work done so that I can then prioritize my family, which is like, that is like my number one, like my priorities have changed so much since becoming a parent, like not sure. like, no, of course. like work comes second. I mean, obviously you got to feed yourself, but like, you well, know. And, and you can't live the crazy agents or agency designer lifestyle that I think I'm framing right. here. Yeah. If yeah. you have a young human that needs your right nurturing and attention. Right. So I'm basically doing two full-time jobs, but uh, you know, <laughs> talk about burnout. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but anyway, and then like, Robert, uh, your story is a bunch of horse hockey compared to my day to day. You just like you rise to the challenge. You just it's not gonna be forever. N- but nope, yeah, so nope, no pandering to the moms, straight up. Yeah. You know, I've seen what my wife has done, you know, to be a professional and it's crazy. To, to be it's a, a crazy yeah. time. Yeah. All the mom designers out there respect. 
it's, it's, it's bonkers, but yeah. So taking time to be present yep. with my family, not feeling Good guilty one. about not working, you know, cause the, it's like when you're working, you feel guilty. You're not with your kid. When you're with your kid, you feel you're guilty. You're not working. It's like, that yeah. doesn't mean that you're a better employee or a better parent just because you're feeling the guilt, like let go of the guilt, be where you are, you know? Sure. Yeah. And that's... then the other thing, I have like all of these tips. No, do it. I love I've been this. doing this for so long. Somebody's uh, done their homework. Uh, you know, um, <laughs> journaling, which I never, ever, ever, ever did. Like I, you know, I'm one of those, like when I was growing up, I had like a hundred journals that I wrote like one page in and then was like, you know, yeah. but when, when I was pregnant, I started like a just journaling about like what that was like. Cause that's bonkers. Sure. And then I never stopped. So I filled, I think I'm, I, I'm on like my fourth journal now. And like, I've filled cover to cover these journals and I'm like, who is this person? You know, but I tend to, like, I didn't go into it being like, this is a baby journal or this is my life journal or this hmm. is just right. It, but it ended up being a gratitude journal. Like, that's just what I, cho- I chose to write about was like all of the good things in my life. And so then I end up going back and looking at it and being like, wow you know, like I've done a lot or like, wow, look at these incredible stories about my family and my job. And like, I just write about the good stuff. And then it I remember. No, don't move past that because I think you just you know? hit on something that's really important. Yeah. That So it's like, if you, if you, because if you're taking the time to distill something in your brain to paper, it, I feel like it like strengthens it. It's like you, you, you tend to think in a more gratitude, like you, you think in a more positive light when you are, choosing to to put that on paper right you're 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 that's what you're choosing it's outside of you now but just just the you know because it it just struck me when you said that just this gratitude thing because that's something my sorry i keep saying it but my my wife is my external hard drive hey it's all good yeah but (laughs) it was was i love that it's so perfect my my (laughs) swiss cheese designer brain no it's perfect but that was something that she i don't think she said it exactly that way but yeah. it was something she was trying to get me to see. Cause you know, there was that time where I was kind of caught up yeah. in, in my misery around this. And, and she's like, you can't lose sight right. of what you have accomplished and what you have in your life. And you need to gain some perspective back on what you do have with respect to, you know, I guess and something that's coming to my mind are the people that don't have or striving to have, the problems that I have. Right. Like, right. You, you have a family, you, you know, like I have, I could list right. things. My point is you I have, have a home, you have a career, you have a family. You I have, have a wonderful you know. career. Right. Yeah. You know, we get like to I, do what we love, honestly, like as difficult as this job is, we get to do what we love. It's exceedingly difficult, but like, yeah, no, I don't think listen, mm-hmm. design, Hey, designers out there, this isn't that toxic positivity flip that we see so often in design. I hate it. I hate that. I cannot stand that. Psych. No, no, but, but there is truth to that. Like I'm not breaking bricks here or, you know, breaking, you know, whatever the digging ditches I am. I I get to draw and design, you know, day in and day out. Like we know we're lucky, but it's still allowed. There are plenty of people that wish they had this problem, but it's still allowed to be hard. It is very hard. It's, it's, it's a, it's a skill in it, it, but Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you're saying that you're journaling, you know, your gratitude, that's some that's something I missed that I yeah. should whether it was journaled or just meditated about or yeah. or wrote it down even if I don't mean a journal like, you know, take a beat 
and really get that 10,000 foot view of your life yeah. where I was allowing myself to just live in this moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes that moment bigger than it actually might be. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry. I wanted to, I just think you said, no, really I mean, but that's there. why I do it. That's why I do it. And it really has helped me immensely. And like I said, I'm not, this is not like a thing I've been doing my whole life. Like it's like, I finally had something to write about it's that awesome. I just didn't before. And so, um, yeah. can I trade, can I trade you a tool back? Yeah. That's that my, my list. End of list. Oh, you're done. Okay. That's all I got. I want I want to, I want to add one. <laughs> Because this is something my therapist sussed out. Mm-hmm. And I think this is true of this community that hope, you know, hopefully is listening to this and engaging with us. And, mm-hmm. is, you know, we don't just make design. Mm-hmm. A lot of us make a lot of stuff. Right. And you, you heard me say earlier that I'm a musician. And I also love at various times in my life. I started as a fine artist in, in college. I changed to graphic design. I don't really get into fine art anymore, but my Star Wars science fiction affliction mm-hmm. expresses itself in <laughs> model kits See, that I build. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I had not engaged with that in over a year. Yeah. And as nerdy and dorky, See, like and... that should have been a red flag. But like when you're in the trenches, you don't you don't pop your head up enough to be like, oh, I'm not engaging with my hobby. Something's wrong. Right. Oh, and for the audio only listeners, uh, I've learned this from other podcasts. You should point out what the heck you're pointing at. Yeah. Behind <laughs> what me. What are you is, pointing at, Robert? <laughs> I am pointing at a shelf that's behind my head that has some of my Star Wars model kits that I've mm. built. And specifically a chicken They're walker super and a cool. droid. They are super cool. They're super cool. They're and on the other cool. side of that, uh-huh. for the people, is one of my guitars. Mm-hmm. And it's white and it's beautiful. And it's, and it's custom, and right? I repainted that and I put my own pickups in that. So it's not a total total build. I have one that I built from scratch. So cool. But my therapist said, you know, when she was listening to the structure of my life and my interests, she's like, you need to re-engage with your hobbies. You have pushed those aside for other demands on your time. And that, because I was telling her how- And then you're like, what time? What time? Well, yeah, right. You got to make this. It's like your point about prioritizing your time. Like mm-hmm. you were talking about these breaks. I'm talking about sprints mm-hmm. and, ta- and prioritizing different breaks in your time. So for a year and a half, I didn't prioritize what is a deep creative meditation for me. Right. I don't care how nerdy anybody out there thinks it is. It's super nerdy. I, it, it's nerd to the max. So what? It makes you happy. Exactly. And, you know? and, and the world falls away. So that, that, three right. day, that three day weekend that I took after the big breakdown, I spent almost that entire time working on a diorama. And I came Beautiful. out of that feeling so refreshed. Beautiful. Exactly. It, it was amazing. The, the, the contrast in my mood mm-hmm. was, it, it was, it, it just hit me like a ton of bricks, mm-hmm. you know, the contrast of how I felt. And the other thing, my thing to give, you know, so what I'm saying to you, creatives, you know, designers, I know you're makers. I know you are. Yeah. And if you're not engaging with the other modes of your maker self, yep. and you're starting to feel like this, just like Annalise said, red flag, you, mm-hmm. need to, you need to engage with the other parts of your creative self. Yeah. 
takes off that you know pressure. get away from the screen and do something with your hands yeah other than typing and clicking yeah. this mouse or drawing on your tablet yeah. or your wacom or whatever right do people still, do people still use those am i old am i old do we not use those anymore i don't um, have one <laughs> yeah i think people use ipads now but anyway sure. you know that makes well, you know what um I mean. and yeah this, like and I, the reason i point and annalise the reason i pointed out the instrument yeah. was when the you know that sprint mentality thing that i was telling mm -hmm. you about that's what i do in those 15 minutes i pick up Perfect. that i pick that up and i you know i play a couple of songs and and if that refuels you and re-energizes you and allows you to rest. It does. Then that's it. You have, come on. How you know, and it's great that you found that for yourself because not everybody has found their thing. And if you haven't found, you know what? Before we make this episode too long. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I would hope that everybody has a thing. And if you don't have a thing, find a thing. I don't care. What, build Legos. I was actually just... <laughs> Uh, I haven't built Lego since I was a kid and I got one for Christmas and I built it and I was like, holy cow, this is really fun. Like really fun. So I, I built a Lego recently and I had like the time of my life. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. I haven't done it since I it was, was so a much kid. Fun. I couldn't even believe how much fun it was. My, my fantastic partner mm -hmm. discovered Lego. She has a whole city now. Yeah. Like, that's where I'm headed. Like, I'm about to go spend all my money on the really expensive sets for grownups because, holy cow, <laughs> it's so much fun. It's the doing something with your hands. You yes. know, it's like hands hands start moving, brain turns off, or brain goes into meditation or whatever. I also knit, which oh, is Oh, that's cool. That's hands. super cool. You know, I like to bake, although I haven't done it in ages. Hands, that, you know. That is a I love that ceramics. That is a creative outlet. Hands. You know, things yeah. with hands. Yeah. In conclusion, things with hands. Thing <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I think where we're making the distinction that it doesn't necessarily have to be artistic or artistic adjacent. Right. Totally. Just like. Although I do think that baking and gardening is artistic. Oh, gardening. That's what like, my boss. That's what my big boss does. Yeah. He loves being I, outside and yeah. gardening. He loves it. Just like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that and that is a creative expression. Mm-hmm. You know, like building a flower bed doesn't happen haphazard or shouldn't happen haphazardly. There's design to that. Right. Yeah, boy, and you're engaging the earth, which let's get all spiritual for a second. Yeah. It's a good, <laughs> it's a good move. It's a good move. It's a good move to get dirty once in a while yeah. with old mother nature. <laughs> thank you all for listening. <laughs> yes. Thank you all for listening. And I'm going to hit hit the invite to interact with us again. Yes. Design Monkey Pod. So as a disclaimer, we are design professionals, not medical professionals. The content of this podcast is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you are in crisis, please, 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 please seek help. Go to therapy. It's really <laughs> awesome. Like seriously, do it. It's um, yeah, it's super it's life changing. Awesome. So. Yeah. With that said, get back to work.